0: have a postcard today beautiful postcard from Santorini Greece it has been my privilege to be in Santorini one of the most beautiful spots on earth really and this is from the greens uh, from Oklahoma City and they listen faithfully to the podcast and They were in Santorini not too many weeks after I was there on our Greece trip, just about two or three weeks before you. So thanks for thinking about us on vacation and listening so faithfully to the podcast. We are in uh, Jeremiah chapter 35 today and trying to cover a chapter, uh, an episode uh, during these last few days of two thousand. 23 at the time of this recording. And I am really, really excited about the podcast for today because Jeremiah chapter 35 covers one really interesting story in the life of Jeremiah. And it traces a very faithful group of people called the Rechabites, R-E-C-H-A-B-I-T-E-S, Rechabites, And you may not have heard about these people before, kind of a footnote in the Bible, but God took special notice of these people and he applied a test to them in Jeremiah chapter 35, a test that they passed, by the way, and God used their faithfulness and used their obedience as an illustration to the entire nation, to show the nation this is the kind of obedience that I, as your father, ought to be able to rightly uh, expect from you. So what is the story and what does the passage talk about? Look at Jeremiah chapter 35 and verse 1, where it says, the word which came unto Jeremiah from the Lord in the days of Jehoiakim. So the last couple episodes, we've been talking about Zedekiah, who is actually Jehoiakim's brother, who ruled after Jehoiakim. So we're, we're going back a few years. Remember that Jeremiah is a collection of sermons and prophecies, not necessarily in uh, in chronological order here. I almost said alphabetic order, but to chronological order. And Jehoiakim was that first—well, that second, actually, son of uh, Josiah, who ruled during the time of the first Babylonian invasion, where Daniel and Hanani, Mishio and Azariah were taken— and then until that second a Babylonian invasion, where actually his son, Jehoiakim, Coniah, was taken captive uh, by, by Nebuchadnezzar in 597. So sometime in that period, in the early 600s, perhaps the really, really late 500s, this prophecy comes to Jeremiah about this group of people. Look at verse number two. Go unto the house of the Rechabites. And speak unto them, and bring them unto the house of the Lord into one of the chambers, one of the banqueting rooms, and give them wine to drink. Now I'm not going to take time to read every verse in the chapter, so let me just tell tell you the story. So God said, Jeremiah, I want you to go to this group of people, the Rechabites. Uh, they were actually now living in Jerusalem, although they weren't from Jerusalem. They were actually nomadic people in the sense that they didn't live in houses. Uh, they lived in tents. If you've ever been to Israel with me, you've seen the Bedouin people that live out in tents in the wilderness. That that was these people. They they didn't live in cities. They They lived in tents. And we'll talk about why here in a moment. And yet, because of the Babylonians and some of the invasions, they had sought shelter and safety in Jerusalem. And so God said to Jeremiah, I want you to go to these people, these Rechabites, and I want you to invite them to a special banquet in the house of God and give all of the the banquet things, the food and and the drink and all of it, offer that to them, bring them in. So you can only imagine how special this must have been. Special invitation, special place, a special food. I mean, this is a a one-time thing. What an honor. And so the Rechabites indeed come at the invitation of Jeremiah, just as God had said. And Jeremiah offers them this banquet. He offers them this wine. And the Rechabites say something very interesting. They say to Jeremiah, well, no, we we can't. We, We can't drink this. Because our father, and what they meant by our father, that meant one of their founding fathers, a man by the name of Jonadab, had said, that's not who we are as a people. The Rechabites, uh, we are devoted to God. Uh, We're not going to live in a city. We're not going to have a permanent dwelling place. Perhaps uh, Jonadab's thought was, we're going to live like our forefather Abraham, who always lived in tents like our like the patriarchs, Isaac and Jacob, and uh, this world is not our home and we're going to worship God and be unencumbered by the world. One of the rules that Jonadab put down for his family is we're not going to drink wine. Uh, we're not going to celebrate in those ways. And we're going to live this way in obedience to God, in simplicity, in godly sincerity. This is who we are. And so there was a There was an identity to that family. There was a a family ethic that they all embraced. And even though now they're living in Jerusalem, that's just temporary during this Babylonian incursion. But but really, the way they've lived now for hundreds of years has been this really simple, God-centered way. So when Jeremiah brought them to this place and gave them this wonderful opportunity to have this feast Uh, they said no. Look at verse number eight. Thus have we obeyed the voice of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, in all that he charged us, to drink no wine all our days, and our wives, our sons, nor our daughters, nor to build houses for us to dwell in. Neither have we vineyard, nor field, nor seed, but we have dwelt in tents and have obeyed, and done according to all that Jonadab, our father, commanded us. But it came to pass when Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, came up into the land that we said, Come, let us go to Jerusalem for fear of the army of the Chaldeans, for fear of the army of the Syrians, so we dwelt at Jerusalem. Now, why? Why would God have told Jeremiah to tell these people to come to this feast, to drink this wine, when God knew what their commitment was, when God knew what their standards were. So why would God tell Jeremiah to tell them to come and do this only for them to say no? And the point is, this was an illustration. God knew what their sincerity was. God knew what their commitment level was. This was simply a an exercise to demonstrate to Jeremiah and to all the people that were watching the whole city that these people were true to the word of their founding father, this human being by the name of Jonadab. So it was obedience. It was longstanding obedience. It was complete obedience. It was willing obedience. I mean, this is a great example of a godly family. So, watch God's lesson, verse number 12. Then came the word of the Lord unto Jeremiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Go and tell the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. So, Jeremiah, here's your message. Will ye not receive instruction to hearken to my words, saith the Lord? The words of Jonadab, the son of Rachab, that he commanded his sons not to drink wine, are performed for unto this day they drink none, but obey their father's commandment. Notwithstanding, I have spoken unto you, rising early and speaking, but ye hearkened not unto me. So there's the illustration. The illustration was, bring in this whole people group that for all these years have obeyed the word of their physical father, that have obeyed in ways that that aren't even Bible mandates. It wasn't wrong to have a vineyard. It wasn't wrong to build a house. It wasn't wrong to have a permanent dwelling. And yet they had willingly and faithfully obeyed their father. And what God is saying is, I'm your father, nation. I've given you my word and you've not obeyed me. These human beings have obeyed their human father much better than you have obeyed me. And I am am God. So through the example of this one family, God has demonstrated the disobedience of his own children. I find so much good in this chapter. For instance, I I see that God delights in using the examples of some of his faithful servants. The Rechabites here are faithful servants of God that had a great perspective on this world is not my home. And we want to simplify and be content with such things as we have. We want to make sure that our priorities are right. And God used that that in their lives to be a testimony to a nation that needed to understand that principle. You know, God wants to use your family and your priorities and your standards, so to speak, to be an example to a world about you, and even to a church about you that perhaps has lost its way. And sometimes God puts us in situations where it wouldn't have been wrong biblically for them to have celebrated this, this feast. It wouldn't have been wrong for them this one time to drink this wine at the invitation of Jeremiah, but they did not. Why? Because the word of their father And the testimony of their generations was more important than that one day exception. Uh, They lived by that principle. So what an example these people serve to you and me today. Watch what the Bible says in verse number 18, as we kind of wind up this chapter. And Jeremiah said unto the house of the Rechabites, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. So at the end of the chapter, God has used their example. Jeremiah has preached the message to the, pe- to the people of the country that if they can obey human authority like that, you ought to be able to obey me. But what about the Rechabites who passed this test? What does God have to say to them? Well, that's verses 18 and 19, the last two verses of the chapter. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, because ye have obeyed the commandment of Jonadab your father, and kept all his precepts, and done according unto all that he hath commanded you. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts. So this is God's message to them, the God of Israel. Jonadab, the son of Rechab, shall not want a man, not lack a man, to stand before me forever. So God says, because of the faithful leadership of this man, Jonadab, and because of your faithful following of him as he has followed me, that I'm going to bless him by blessing his offspring so that forever and forever, I'm going to honor this family. And there will always be somebody in this family that will stand before me, that uh, that whose service I will accept, who whose life I will honor. So what does that tell me? That tells me here I am, I'm a grandpa. And God blesses, God's best blessings are as God blesses people in and through their family line. You know, so I want God desperately to bless my kids and to bless my grandkids and bless my great-grandchildren. Maybe I'll see them one day. But what about my great-great-grandchildren? What about my great-great-great-grandchildren? No doubt I'll never see them. But I want always somebody in my family to be able to stand before the Lord but a lot of that has to do with my faithful obedience and fellowship during my lifetime, and passing that baton. And what a great example of the Rechabites right here in Jeremiah chapter thirty-five. Well, that's it for today. We finished the chapter. We'll jump into a brand new one next episode. Hope you'll uh, hang along, hang out, uh, hang, hang in there. There we go. For that one, appreciate your faithfulness, and we'll see you next time. God bless thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.